Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. We are back once again, episode 19 of Grey Wolf Footy. It's a big finals edition. Week one is here. It's Fitzy, joined by my main man, Matt. Madman Grace. It's a lot of M's in there, man. How you going? A lot of M's. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, how are you going? <laughs> good. Just think about M&M's now. But uh, <laughs> we are at week one of the finals. Uh, this is coming out. We're actually recording this only hours before the first game, the big Geelong Port Adelaide showdown. But we're here to wrap up the first week of finals. It's going to be a cracking round of football. At some stage, we thought we may not have even gotten to this point, Gracie. So it's good to have some finals footy right on our doorstep. It is. And uh, in our hometown of uh, Horsham, it's going to be 30 degrees tomorrow, Fitzy. So, the, uh, yeah, and 28 on Saturday while we're out in the golf course. So Even better. And then it's going to piss down rain. So <laughs> um, typical uh, that introduction to summer weather, but it's that, uh, that footy weather that you uh, expect in finals time. So it's uh, no doubt going to be nice and warm. Uh, well, this, this game tonight's in Adelaide, but... The other ones up in uh, Queensland are going to be nice yeah. and hot and a bit muggy. And, um, yep. yeah, you, you think that might play a bit of a toll True. On, uh, on some of the players. But, um, no, it's uh, it's good to have the finals here. And um, I think if you sort of pick the teams at the start of the year, I think the, the top sort of five you probably would have picked, um, just maybe not in that order. But yep. the remaining sort of three, I don't think you would have predicted a couple of them. Um, yep. Collingwood probably. Um, but uh, St Kilda and the Doggies, I don't think anyone would have probably picked them to no. to at least be there, at least St Kilda, but uh, Doggies uh, have always been thereabouts. But some exciting games ahead, Fitzy, and we'll, we'll get stuck into them, I think. Yeah, definitely. And out of those teams, it's a very good point you make, Grace. I mean, would you have seen Port Adelaide finish on top of the ladder earlier in the season? Like they were on top the whole, the whole season long. Probably not on top, but I could see them finishing the top five with the list that they had. And yep. they obviously underperformed last year, so... Um, yeah, I, I sort of had them in the in the finals race for sure. Yeah, definitely. And we'll kick things off with the Port Adelaide game, which will be on shortly by the time this launches. The game's tonight from when we're recording this. It's Port Adelaide taking on your boys Geelong at Adelaide Oval. And I was just having a look at the teams before we started recording and pointed out that I think Port Adelaide, and you'd probably argue Geelong, probably have their strongest teams in that they've had all season right now. Even Westoff, who you mentioned was too old. He's probably our age. Can't get a game <laughs> for Port Adelaide. And Radagalia omitted for Geelong, but I'll let you you run through this game, Gracie. Yeah, so uh, as you said, both teams full strength. You know, Geelong gave Selwood and Ablett a run last week um, just to, to get a bit of match fitness in before finals or week before, I should say. It's um, been that long since we've had some footy. but um, And then obviously Stanley's the big in for me, Fitzy. I was hoping they might have got him up for a game before finals, yep, but yep. Um, he's if he's up and about, he um, he's a big uh, big. Big reason why we could go a long way, Reece Stanley. A lot of people probably don't rate him, but um, it's not his ruck work. It's more his around the groundwork. Um, he gets 40 kicks goals where Asava Radigalia is just, you know, he's still developing. He's only 21 years old, Radigalia. Mm. So he's, um, you know, they're getting the games into him now. So in three to four years' time, he's probably going to be a very dominant ruck forward. So yep. um, I'm happy that, that Stanley's in and, and Tom Atkins, he's just a, a midfield ball, gets in and under, tackles hard. So him for, for Jack Stephen, who unfortunately just has looked out of it every game he's played this year. Um, you know, obviously he's had a lot of interrupted seasons, so hopefully another pre-season and, and he'll come back next year if, yeah. um, a bit better better for, for the games this year. So Yeah, definitely. And let's let's stick on the Geelong topic for now. What do you think is the sort of rationale behind only picking one key forward being Tom Hawkins? Um, I think because Gary Rowan's sort of the second option. He can jump, he can fly at marks, he's quick, puts a lot of pressure on. So they'll, they'll use Rowan as sort of that, that second 
lead-up option. So they're going to push the forward line out and they'll isolate Tom Hawkins one-on-one like yep. they did last time against Port Adelaide. And that led to success. He kicked six goals last time. So Yeah, actually, just to butt in there, I suppose that's probably the one weakness you can sort of say with Port Adelaide is if they got... I think I read that the uh, Hinkley was going to trust Trent McKenzie to match up on Hawkins. It almost makes sense. If that's their tactic, just clear out the forward line, let him take him one-on-one. Yep. Like, yep. even if Jonas plays on him, you know, he's probably yep. a second-tall sort of defender. You know, he's going to have his work cut out any of them that, if they're going to be playing on Tom Hawkins. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Like you said, he might kick another bag. He might get held to, you know, one or two goals. And that, that could yeah. really be the difference in the game. Yeah, absolutely. I think Gary Rowan back for, for a game or two the other week was, was good for him. Um, a lot of people don't rate him, but I think since he's coming to our side, he's he's a lot better than a Daniel Menzel who we had in there. Yeah, and yeah. I know Menzel obviously was impacted with, with knee recos, which is very hard to come back from. But, you know, it, it, Gary Rowan's come back from a broken leg. So it's, you know, not too too uh, too different. But um, he's just, you know, like he just puts the pressure on. Like if you're in that back line and, yep. you know, Gary Rowan's playing, you want to be getting rid of the ball quick because yeah, he will yep. chase you down. So, yep. um, but even just he's flying for the ball, he's got that aerial ability that he can jump and mark and, and take those big pack marks, which we have seen throughout the year. So, yeah. If, if Hawkins only kicks two or three, if, if Rowan kicks two or three, I think Geelong win yeah, for mine. Point. You know, you'll yep. have Menengola will kick one, Ablett will kick one. Mm. Um, you know, then you'll have Grian Myers will pop up and kick a couple. So um, there's plenty of plenty of goal power up there for Geelong. Yeah. I think for me, yep. and we've seen it probably the last month, that Geelong's probably, um, their defence has probably let them down a little bit. So that's going to be the big thing is if they stop Charlie Dixon and mm. probably Robbie Gray, I think... We uh, we're in with a good shot, yeah, but well, that's it. It's um. I was just reading before we we jumped on. In the last month, Geelong's actually had a plus fourteen on contested possession wow. against their opponents. So, yep. um, that's I think it's going to be one in the midfield. Really, yeah. um, they got two. Both yep. got good midfields. So. I was going to say, like, let's sort of flip the script and talk a bit about Port Adelaide, and that's probably where they need to get on top in the game. Would you agree? Like, we've got two probably the, of the better midfields in the comp. Boak and Danger going head-to-head. Uh, Wines and Selwood, two contested players going head-to-head. Would you say that if Port Adelaide's going to win this game, it's going to be one in the midfield? Yeah, I think so. I think that you'd have to find that Boak, Wines, um, Rockliffe would have to do- absolutely dominate. Yeah, for mine. Yep. Um, I think Ruckman-wise, Lysett and Stanley sort of cancel each other out. Stanley's probably a bit bit more aerobic around the ground. Um, Lysett's probably got a bit more bit more strength to yep. Yep. to out muscle Stanley. So they they sort of counteract each other there. And obviously Blissarves will chop out as well um, every now and then. But um, I think um, yeah, it's it's going to be the midfield and, and another big one for Port. And he's been so out of form the past probably four to five weeks. Is Todd Marshall for Port Adelaide? Mm. Yep. At the moment, he's matched up with Mark Blissarves, who's one of the better defenders in the competition. So, um, I would uh, I'd be very interested if 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 he has a good game, that could be a big turning point for Port Adelaide because they can't just rely on Charlie Dixon. Yeah, exactly. Every week they they need a, a marshal to to step up because um, you know they've got these young kids like Butters and Rosie, who are still you know experiencing finals for the first time pretty mm-hmm. much. So. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how they yeah. they handle the pressure because yep. it's going to be. Uh, I think I read there's going to be at least half the stadium is going to be full yeah, for tonight's it's... game. It's going to be at least oh. twenty to twenty two thousand, so it's going to be loud. Yeah. Um, 
And, um, yeah, so it'd be interesting. There's a lot of good matchups all over the field there, Fitzy. Um, so, you know, it'd be interesting to see who Guthrie goes to. I think if he'll probably go to Boak, to yep. be honest. I yep. think Boak's their most damaging midfielder for mine. He racks up the touches and gets forward and kick goals. So, um, and I think, honestly, Jed Buse will probably go to Robbie Gray. Yep. Um, if, if Gray starts forward. So, um, they're, they're my two probably key matchups. And then, yeah, obviously, like whoever it. matches up on Hawkins yeah. is the other one. Got their work cut out yep. for them. And, and of course, sure. whoever matches up on Gaz, good luck. Well, yeah, good luck to, to <laughs> Gaz. And, and I guess it's, you know, this is probably, I reckon this is going to be a great, a great game. This could be the game of the round. This could even be game of the season. Like, just looking on paper, the teams match up so well across the ground. There's a couple of tantalizing matchups, as we've already discussed. All right, Gracie, now we're going to have to get your prediction on the game. So it's a team yep. that wins in the margin, and we'll see how well you go <laughs> next week. I assume you're going to tip along, but what do you think they're going to win by? Yeah, I think um, I'm still comfortable Geelong will be um, there. It's not going to be like last game. 100% Porter going to be yep. a lot more competitive than that. But I think a couple of goals, two goals, Yep. I think. Um, I think you might find the Port might get out a bit early and, and Geelong will sort of stick with them and then um, may sort of just jump them at the end. Yep. Um, I think. I think it'll be close all game. Yeah. I hope it's like last time because it was over by halfway through the second <laughs> quarter. So, um, And obviously the loser of this game, could potentially end up falling in the bracket of Richmond. Um, yeah, that's what Richmond, you want to avoid. Um, obviously, we'll talk about them shortly. So, um, you know, there's a lot of stake. Obviously, a week off, one game, mm. another. You only got to win one more game to get to the big, the big day. Yeah. So, yep. um, it's it's a massive game, and obviously, Geelong's finals record if they lose tonight is going to be even True. more under the pump. So. Yeah, I mean, I think the uh, the week off is going to do a lot more good to Geelong. I think, did they feel the oldest team in AFL history or something the other week or in the last 20 or 30 or 40 years or something? Or yeah, some probably, it that. probably would have been. Yeah, yeah. So I think they, they're going to need that week off. I'm going to pick Geelong. I'll pick by less than a goal. I reckon yep. it's going to be a close one. I think you're right. I reckon Port Adelaide will get out to a, a fast start and then Geelong will sort of peel them back a little bit and, and get back in the game. But I think Geelong by under a goal, but I think it's crucial. They need to win this one because yep. like you said, Chris Scott's record will come under fire. The older bodies are going to have to play an extra game. It's going to be a lot harder if they drop this one to, to get to the grand final. But We'll move on to, you've mentioned Richmond already, we'll move on to Friday night's game, Gracie. Brisbane Lions taking on Richmond and you, I think you made a great point last week that popped up, I think was it Paige Cardona talking about the Brisbane Lions and this is their premiership to win, I think it's or their premiership to lose rather. And I've thought about that a little bit since we before we jumped on. I think you're absolutely spot on. Brisbane need to come out and win this game and get into a grand final. Otherwise, you'd almost say they could write the season off as a failure well I think you, you lose this you're going to fall in I don't know if you've got the, the finals bracket up there Fitzy but uh, do they fall into the west coast bracket if they lose this one uh, let me have a look here so if Brisbane lose they'll be playing the winner of St Kilda and, and Western Bulldogs okay, yep, so yep. But well then even, though, even though you come up yeah. against a oh like a we'll get to that game later but uh, yep. if you come up against say a Bulldogs um, you know off, off the back of a couple of good wins it's very, very tough task. It so, is, yeah. Um, for mine, it's, uh, as we've spoken about, you know, they've been up there all year. Um, Brisbane, they've slept in their own beds. Yep. You know, it's last year they went out in straight sets as well. I think if they go out in straight sets again, mm. I think that's two years wasted for me, yep. almost. Yep. Um, I know they're still young and all that, but, you know, they've still got some other guy, uh, aging guys up there that, you know, the, the window will slowly start well, to close. To sort of cut in there, like, yeah, and I know you hear that you hear that a lot, don't you? That it was the same with the Giants when they were working their way up. Oh, they're still young, they're still young. But you've got to take, take your opportunities when you get them. Yep. Like, they've had to travel bugger all this season, to be honest. Yep. Like, they've been, like you said, sleeping in their own beds. They've been at home this entire season. They get to play their whole finals in Queensland. Yeah. It is really their premiership to lose. Yep. 
Absolutely. So, be interesting to see. Um, I don't know if, if uh, Harris Andrews is due to come back, Fitzy. That's that's a massive in. If, if he comes back, that yeah. that helps. Um, Tom Lynch has obviously already been ruled out for Richmond. Yep. So, I guess that's a, another positive for Brisbane yep. in a way. But, um, yeah, they've still got Jack Rewatt out there. I mean, Dusty's going to play forward more. Um, I just don't know who's going to beat Richmond at, at yeah. the moment. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously... We played them a few weeks ago and, and they beat us relatively easy. But there's a few things that you sort of... they I watched the after game with Fox Footy who do a fantastic analysis of, of everything. And um, they actually picked up a few things that Geelong sort of took took away from Richmond that mm-hmm. um, we may see different again. But I think um, for my tip, I think I'd be going Richmond on this one. Yeah. Probably by three or four goals. Yeah, okay. So so let's just quickly talk about the Brisbane side. Obviously, they've been up and down. Oh, not up and down, I should say. Like They've been up a lot of the year. They've had a few of those down games. And when they've lost, they've looked pretty ordinary. Yeah. You, you have to admit, they've had a few bad losses. But what's it going to take for them to win this week? What's it going to take for them to win? And I would think if they win this game, they probably get into a grand final. Because they'll have to play Port or they'll have to play Geelong, depending on who wins. Who losers it'll be. The loser will fall it'll into the Brisbane's loser. Yeah, bracket. so yeah. I'm thinking they could probably... I reckon Brisbane could beat Geelong or Port Adelaide, but they need to win this game. I'm just going to yeah. say that. Yeah, I think for them to win, I think Harris Andrews has to play. Yep. Um, and Steph Martin has to dominate the ruck. Yeah, start um, the middle. I know that, that Richmond um, have only got Nan Curvis and not Soldo, but Nan Curvis is still a premiership ruckman and he's still quite handy. So um, that's a big one for me. And, and controlling Richmond's... Um, ball movement. That's the thing. They as soon yep. as they get the ball, they just like they just go like it's all attack from there, and then they're not worried about getting scored against because they know that Grimes and um, and that are, are down there to mm. to help. So um, that's the thing. You stop their ball movement and them spreading quickly because um, that's how they score on the fast True. break. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it stops them getting easy, you know, easy lead up kicks to Rewalt and, and those sort of guys. Um, so Yeah, and that's, um, I think that's going to be the challenge for Brisbane because if you think of their, their back line, I mean, I know Harris Andrews is a huge guy. He's sitting in the hole and he'll spoil all day, but like Rich isn't the fastest guy. You know, Birchall definitely isn't. Uh, Gardner, these guys are playing defense. That's really going to catch them off, off guard, isn't it? If they're yep. pushing that football down quickly, that's the way that Richmond play. You're right. Yep. They trust their defense, so they play attack. Yep. That could really lead to a, 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 quite a, a uh, what am I trying to say, a big deficit for, yep. for for the Lions potentially. If Richmond get off to a good start, I don't yep. think they're going to catch them. No, and I think we saw it when they played each other earlier in the year um, that, that Richmond just probably were in second gear most of the game and still managed mm. to win. So um, I think um, it's it's going to take a lot lot of uh, – Brisbane have to play their best yeah. to win. And then you, um, then you start arguing, are they yeah. playing their grand final early? But yeah. I just think that you're right. Like they've I, think, had- I think in the moment, the only two teams that I could see beating Richmond are Port and Geelong yep. for mine. Yep. I, I don't even think West Coast – at the moment, um, not away from it would, West. It would highly, yep. it would highly depend on, um, and I don't even think Ali Yo is going to make it back. But um, if if they were mm. fully fit with Yo in the side, yeah, so yeah, no, I agree. Don't think no, I don't, th- I don't think the Eagles can get it done outside Western Australia. I think no. that's that's what they need. They need the home home ground advantage. But yeah, I think I'll stick with the uh, with uh, Richmond. Uh, sorry, Gracie. I reckon it's going to be a one sided game. I love the Lions, and I'd love to see them get up and win. And Ned's going to be upset. Now, mate, Flavors will be upset. <laughs> I just can't. You're right. I just can't see anyone stopping Richmond at this point. No. It's going to take one heck of an effort. Uh, so I'll pick the Tigers. I reckon four or five goals will get yep. it done. I reckon they'll I get mean, off I'd to I'd love start. to see Richmond lose. Absolutely. Oh, me too. It would it would warm my heart but it's just we've got to be practical and yeah. uh, I think Richmond will get that one done but it'll be a very interesting yeah. game if the Lions win that look out they'll make it all the way for me if they can knock off Richmond 
then yep. uh, then we'll see how we go. Yep. But actually, we're finally just to go off topic a little bit. It reminds me of when Richmond played Adelaide in the grand final 2017. I think we've discussed this before. And Richmond came out and they played a game plan that was going to beat Adelaide. They mm. didn't come out and play the usual game plan. That's what Brisbane's going to have to do in this game to win. Yeah. Aren't they? They're going to have yep. to work out a way to beat Richmond and not just play their natural game. Otherwise, they're just going to get blown out of the water. Yeah. But we'll move on to the couple of Saturday games, uh, Grace. And this one's going to be an interesting matchup. The Saints taking on the Doggies at the Gabba, the Twilight game. As you mentioned, the heat and the humidity might play into this one. Could be an interesting matchup. Two teams that we probably didn't expect to see uh, getting some October action this year. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, St. Kilda to start with. It's been a... We pick on them a lot, don't we? Let's be honest. We talk a lot of rubbish about the Saints. They're very much a purple patch team. What's, what's gone right for them this year? Um, I think... Um, big one's been King, Ben King. Um, he's been huge. Um, Max King. Max King, sorry. They're twins, aren't they? <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> um, Max King, um, yep. Rowan Marshall's you know, gone up another level again. They've obviously added Paddy Ryder, so that's obviously yeah. eased the pressure on, on Marshall as well. So, But even guys like Battle have stepped up. Um, you know, Billings has probably stepped up a little bit mm. more. Um, Hill sort of got into it towards the end of end of the season. Jack Steele, you know, probably going to finish top five in the Brownlow. Yeah, line. definitely. Um, he's had an unbelievable year, but they've and we've said it all year, Fitzy. They've gone out and got players that haven't fitted in another club, or they've they've left other clubs um, because they were probably you know stagnant at that club. Yep. Yep. Um, so Hanbury is going to be a big. Um, a big factor, I think. Um, but I, I just don't know. I still, I'm still not sold on the Saints for mine. You know, you just see how those bigger towns... I know they beat Richmond, but Richmond had their VFL side yeah, in pretty much. Yeah, so yep, yep. they were missing quite a number of stars. So um, it's it's hard to see St. Kilda, for me, doing too much in the finals. Um, you know, I'd love it for Saints fans if they did because they haven't been there since, what, 2010? 20, 2011. 2011. Yeah, yep. Um, the grand final. Yeah, 2011. So... Um, it's been been a long time. Mm, so I agree with that, um, and it's. But I just, yeah. I just can't see them beating the Bulldogs. No, I think the Bulldogs have sort of found form at the right time. A bit like Richmond, they just sort of came good, you know, sort of yep. three quarters away through the season, just really started hitting their straps. And these teams, again, kind of like Port Adelaide and, and Geelong, sort of match up really well. I think they play a similar sort of game style. Uh, they play a bit of small ball, both of these yep. teams. I feel as a take a basketball term in there, lots of movement, you know, lots of run on the wings, that sort of thing. I, I don't know. I can't pick a winner in this one. And I know, okay. I know if St. Kilda wins the grand final, you still would say they haven't had a good season because <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking a bit rubbish about them. I think this game's going to be a bit better than we thought. I think the Doggies should be able to get the job done, but I wouldn't write off the Saints so so easily, just with a bit more, well, not a bit more experience, but they've had those experienced heads come in that have really yep. directed them well. I think they've they've probably played a lot better than we've given them credit for because we yep. talk about them being this purple patch team. They could easily do what the Dogs did in 2016 and just yeah. find form at the right yep. time. So yep. I, I don't know. Like, so you say if they win, they have to play the loser out of uh, Brisbane and Richmond. Let's just say if that's, if that's Brisbane, I think the Saints could knock them off. Then they're yep. going to have to go on and play uh, you know, Geelong or Port Adelaide. But I think they could win a final yep. and maybe even take a second yep. one. Yep. I suppose the, the big question for me is you look at the midfields. So you've obviously got Bont, mm. McRae, um, Dunkley, you know, world-class. You've got da- Daniel off halfback. Yep. The Saints have got Steele, Hill, Hanabry if he's in there fit, mm. Billings. Billings. Yep. Um, for me, I think the you probably rate Bulldogs midfield sort of a, a an A, B plus A sort of type, mm. A minus. I still think the Saints midfield's only a... A B yeah. at best. Yep. Forward lines, you know, I suppose forward lines are up in the air. You know, they've the Saints have 
they've got the young young guys and then the Bulldogs have got some some older guys up there as well. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's a tough one for me. I, I don't know where it's where it's going to be won because you know Tim English is a good ruck. You've got Marshall and Ryder. Yeah, yeah. Like, where's it going to be won? Like, where does it have to be won? Do you think? Yeah, it's a good question. I like, think, and like like I was sort of trying to say, like you know, you've got sort of Bruce and, and Norton up one end, and you know yeah. the Saints don't have a tall defence either. Like you yeah. know they've got Carlisle, uh, Callum Wilkie's played really well this season uh, like it's very true like you'd say if they're going to win it it doesn't come from that midfield who's going to stop Bontempelli but then who's going to stop McRae yeah. you know what I mean so then yeah. you've got Daniel off half back like they're a very balanced side the yeah. dogs and you sort of got to look at how St Kilda won a lot of their games earlier this season like it's a lot of that ball movement it's it's excellent it's kicking quick skills movement, it's yeah. quick and you know yeah. but then think about it does Hanabry slow that down a bit you know like just putting him in the midfield if he's not playing inside slow that ball movement yeah. down so yeah. and that's I guess that's why we've been so up and down on the Saints in particular because when they look bad they look really bad yeah. you know like they yeah. just don't even look in the same class as a few yeah. of these teams I think, I think for me the big thing is how the Saints handle the pressure because Bulldogs mm. will bring yep. the tackle pressure and we saw that you know when Geelong played St Kilda they brought the tackle pressure and Saints just crumbled couldn't handle yeah. it yep. you know you saw guys like Dan Butler who have two or three goals in the first half ended up with like one touch or yeah. in the first half yep. or something like that so I think um as you said, if they handle the pressure, get that ball movement, yep. then they'll, they'll they'll be in with a chance. But yeah, uh, yep. for, for me, I, I'm going to go opposite to you. For you. I think Bulldogs will win this by six goals. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll, I'll go the Saints just to be a little bit different. But I reckon the Saints. I'm just trying to think, making a like an NFL comparison, a bit like the Ravens at the moment. Like we <laughs> play so much better when we're ahead, yep. but when we're behind, we're trash. Like yep. you saw on on Monday. Yep. I think the Saints, if they get out to a quick lead, they'll hang on to it. But yep. I just don't think they're the sort of team that's going to pull a lead back. Like you said, because of the pressure will come from you know. The dogs will come out of the out of the gates. They'll be ready to play. Yep. If the Saints can can sort of get up and maybe be ahead at half time, I think they'll yeah. win. I don't think they can come back though. Yeah. I just don't think that's if, in their DNA. Yeah, if Bulldogs do what they did to Geelong and six goals up, yeah, catch a later. It's done. It's, oh, I agree with that. Yeah. I think that's why the Saints going to have to win this game and the way they've played all season. When they're ahead, they look unreal and they're unstoppable. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if they're behind, I just don't think they've got it in them to, yeah. to get back confidence. up. Big time. Mm. It's all confidence. Mm. But that's some great analysis, Gracie. That's why you're the best in the business. And we'll talk about the last game here on. Uh, on Saturday night, eight ten at Optus, the Eagles taking on Collingwood, the grand final replay from a few years ago. How do you see this one playing out, Gracie? I know we're probably against <laughs> Collingwood, just being you know humans, but do you reckon they got a chance to knock off West Coast at home? I don't think so. Not at not at Perth for for mine. Um, yeah, right. See you next week, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm hoping for a Dom Sheed, you know, kick with yeah. a couple of minutes to go. But no, um, I, I think Fitzy. I think West Coast are, are meant to be getting four or five players back from from what. Um, has been reported, so yep. they're going to have some big ins. Um, you know, their forward line is dangerous as ever. Kennedy, Darling, if if Kennedy gets up, um, Liam Ryan, obviously all Australian, um, and then their back line. You know, you got Hearn and and McGovern. Yep. down yeah. there. You know, solid, very solid. Um, Shepherd, another one. So, and then you got Nick Nat in the ruck. Um, you know, I think, uh, and then midfield you got Kelly Shuey, oh, A class again. Like it's yeah. it's it's A class again for for mine. I think. It's going to come down to uh, probably Dugowie. If Dugowie can kick yep. three, four goals, um, and then the you know my checks and your Stevensons, and mm. even if Cox um, plays, if they yep. uh, if they can chip in with you know sort of four or five between them, um, then Collingwood will be with a chance. But it's it's, it's, it's down. Hard. The forward line for West Coast is is A plus, and mm. Collingwood's for me. Um, you know you've got Dugowie as your, as your main forward, who's more of probably a midfield forward than mm. than anything. So yeah, yep. um, it's it's hard to 
when you haven't got a dominant key forward, it's it's very hard, and that's why you see the reports of Collingwood trying to go after Jack Gunston, yeah, and, ben um, and stuff, and Ben yeah. Brown. They they just don't have that key forward. And look, Mycheck does a good job, but he's not the quality of a Ben Brown or a, nah. or a Jack Gunston. So I agree with that. Um, that that's a that's, that's a fantastic wrap up, and I think. Dugowie, I think that's a great point. He needs to kick four or five for them to win. And that's yeah. just the reality of it. He's an X-Factor player. Yeah, yeah, okay, he maybe only steps up for one game every month. And the rest yep. of him, he's too busy doing whatever. And um, I think that's where it starts and ends. It, it probably has to be with the guy like yep. Dugowie. You've got all the experience. I know Sidebottom's not going to be playing, but, you know, Pendlebury in there and, and Adams has had an All-Australian season. Like Their midfield, I think, can match it with, with the West Coast yep. for the most part. But it's just going to be, how do they kick goals? How are they yep. going to kick a winning score against West yep. Coast? Because, you know, they'll come out. They'll kick 100 points. You know, yeah, they're, they're going to yeah. score highly. How's yeah. Collingwood going to go back yeah. the other way and, and give it back to them? But It's, it's almost going to have to be a, a Mason Cox performance like yeah. he did against Richmond yeah, a few yeah, years absolutely. ago um, yeah. for, for that to happen. To be honest, if Cox has a bad another bad game, Fitzy, I, I think the uh, the candle's going to be blown out on that, that project. I think he has yeah. to be delisted at the end I, of the year. Like, you, yep. you can't waste... If you're going after Jack Gunston, he's not getting a game next year yeah. at all. Yep. Like, and you'd put Darcy Cameron in oh, before, yeah, I before him. So, yeah. um, I yep. think unless Cox comes out and, and has a few game-winning performances these finals and, and you know tries to get them close to a, a grand final, like if they made a, a prelim and Cox ends up kicking, you know, eight or nine, ten goals for the final yeah, series. Yeah. That's that's a win. Yep. But I just can't see it happening on uh, his performances that he's shown. He's had that one yeah. good game against Richmond in the finals and that Anzac Day game. Yeah. And that's it. That was it. It, so. it must be so frustrating as a Collingwood supporter because even the guy's six foot eleven and when he goes up to take a mark, he doesn't even put his arms out nah. to mark the ball. Like nah. I, I mean, you reckon if you're that tall and he does that, no one's going to spoil yeah. him. Like yeah. I think McGovern's going to sit in front of him, and I say Cox doesn't even take one mark for yeah. the whole game. Yep. That's what's going to happen. Yep. Uh, but, I mean, you'd even argue that West Coast probably would have finished higher on the ladder if they were healthy for the season. Like they had a few oh, losses sure. early on. Then they've had injuries and whatnot. So it's yep. going to be a longer road for them to win uh, this year. But I think they're going to start off on the right foot again. They're going to score. They're going to kick 100 points in this game. If Collingwood can't match it, they're going to look pretty... Yep. They're going to get pretty embarrassed, I think. Yeah. And for mine, West Coast is a is a danger team coming from that bottom, yeah. bottom four of the eight that I think the only teams that could beat them would be a... a a Geelong, well, it makes and a, it interesting, and a, and a Richmond, to yeah. be honest, because they've yep. got, they've got, and they've shown this year they've got the defenses to mm. keep teams to low scores. Like Port couldn't keep Geelong. Geelong nearly scored hundred points against yeah. Port. Like there's, there's been, you know, Port, Port's defense is good, but they, they struggle against better forwards. Yeah, yeah, so. that's a good, great point. And obviously, if West Coast win this, they're going to be playing the loser of Geelong, Port Adelaide. So. Gosh, you'd almost think if Geelong lose, I reckon West Coast could knock them off if it's a, uh, you know, I mean, it'll be played in, in Queensland, I would say, but man, that could be an interesting game for yeah. week two if, um, if Geelong don't get it done tonight. Port Adelaide should be able to take care of them, but we've got a few juicy matchups even next week, depending on what happens. And like yep. you said at the start there, I think we have had the eight, almost the eight best teams make it through to the finals. You know, maybe a, a, a GWS should have possibly been in there, but it's going to be an interesting round. And we're going to be covering it, of course, through the finals. Uh, there's plenty more to come from Grey Wolf footy. So just to summarise, uh, tonight's game, we're both going with Geelong. Yep. Uh, tomorrow night, we're both going with Richmond. Saturday, you're going doggies. I'm going to go St. Kilda. And then uh, the last game. I don't think we gave our tip for the last game, did we? 
Yeah, we went West Coast. Oh, I I'm, think go, I'm going West Coast by about 50 points. Oh, okay. Honest. We need to give the margin, yeah. don't we? I'll say West Coast by about 40. I reckon it's yeah. going to be over at quarter time. Yeah. Honestly, I reckon it'll be six goals to none yeah. at quarter time. And Mason Cox I'll won't have, take a mark. I'll have the, uh, the spare bed ready for you because you're going to get kicked out of your house. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I want to get out of the house for a bit. But um, so it's going to be a great round of footy. And again, we'll be covering it with podcasts all the way through the final series. Yeah, uh, I've, got a, I've got a question for you, Fitzy. I've shoot. had a couple of the boys at work ask, are we going to be doing anything during the trade period? They're, they're oh, quite interested. Yeah. Trade radio. Um, whether it's a uh, you know a little live radio thing on Facebook, we sum up each day for ten minutes of what happened what and happens. the rumors. So I reckon we could do that. I've got yeah. some some connections to the rumor mill, so I reckon yeah. we could probably do that and just see. Uh, Jade Rawlings have been kicked out of North Melbourne. We'll just see who's left. You yeah. know, maybe uh, maybe North Melbourne's moving to Tasmania to join the Jack Jumpers. I saw you <laughs> join their membership. I did. I didn't even know they were called the what were they? The Jack Jumpers. Yeah, I reckon it, like I seen that and I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> Ned and I have been texting about it, uh, and I said, and I sent him one this morning. I went, "You're joking!" Like, because I had the try. And said a few other cool names, and they've gone with that. And it's like, what the hell is? <laughs> what the hell is it even? And and now it's grown on me a little bit. I've thought about it. I'm Jack like, jumpers. I'm like, how smart is their marketing team though? They announced it on the first day of the NBA Finals, yep. and they've got a team that's like that's the only team called the Jack Jumpers in the entire world in any yeah. sport. I actually think they've done a really good job of it. And it's got the and they're not saying it's got the green like the zombies. So you know we might jump on board, and <laughs> uh, you never know. A few of our buddies, Lucas Walker and uh, Chris Goulding, have yep. been tied to there. So yep. it could be a good team. Obviously, we've got a bit of time before they they kick off, and we'll talk about it yeah. plenty on. Speaking of the NBA finals, I think that's all over, isn't it? Just about. Just about in game. Oh well, you've caught it, so you can jinx them right now. Uh, yeah, touch, touch wood. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. I think, and the Heat have had a few injuries as well. Yeah. Uh, Bam Dragic is and Dragic, yeah, both hurt themselves. So it's going to be a long series, I think, for Miami. But who knows? And no, I hope, you never know. I hope Lakers know. lose now that you've said that. But anyway, <laughs> we'll be back next week to wrap up week two of the AFL. Uh, thank you for joining me, Grace. It's been a good episode. It's yeah. insightful as always. Yeah, I may not come back if Geelong... Well, we've got a second chance, so... If oh, we that's go out, true. If we go in straight sets, so I might not be That's here. right. I'll find another co-host, but <laughs> that'll be fine. Until next week, take it easy, and we'll see you soon. See ya. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network. Greywolfentertainment.net.